It's Friday, and you've reached the Kelly Wenland Podcast. On today's podcast, we talk with entrepreneur, businessman, and renaissance man from Nashville, Tennessee, Mark Montgomery. Coming up next. 420 plus from billion. Another glacier gone today. But if you just accept your Lord and Savior, it won't matter in a way. And we are live with the Kelly Winland Podcast. Mark Montgomery, how are you doing this fine afternoon? Oh, Kelly, I'm lovely. How are you? Oh, you know what, Mark? I am living the dream, right? I mean, that's that's what we'd say. Um, Mark, let me give a, the listeners a little bit of background on your illustrious career to this point. Okay. Mark works with many stars. He's worked with Keith Urban, Kane West. Kelly Parton, Allison Krauss, Kenny. I I like to say Kane because then my daughter does just what you did. Oh, because she thinks okay. I actually don't know that it's Kanye. So oh, now I, I now I've got you and my daughter doing that. Okay, um, bon Jovi. Well, Rascal Flatts, Beyonce, P Diddy. I don't know even know who that is. I'm just kidding. I know who that is. Corporate giants like Sony, Warner, Best Buy, Disney. Under Armour. Well, should I mention Target? There's some good ones. There's a whole uh, bunch of big companies. Under bunch, Apple. Little, yeah, my, that's Apple. My my favorite um, project I've ever worked on is uh, working for the Dalai Lama, which I I got that gig uh, through Pearl. The Jam. Dalai did. Really? Do you yeah. have um, everlasting peace on your deathbed uh, now, or how how did, bed, did he? I, yeah, was it that part of the deal? Bed. Yeah, on my deathbed, I'll receive eternal consciousness, which is nice. Total consciousness. Total consciousness. <laughs> so you got that going for you. Which is nice, I think. <laughs> you got you got a pond over there, Kelly, or a pool? Mark is a, you got a pond or a pool over there? I got both a pond and a pool. I think probably the pond's better for you. Yeah, probably. You know, pool or pond. You know, pool or pond. Yeah. Mark is a digital pioneer, 25 years in the space. He co-founded one of the first five companies to sell music direct to consumers. That was back in 1995, four months before the launch of Amazon. 1999, co-founded one of the pioneers um, for the uh, fan space, Echo Music. The company was sold to Ticketmaster in 2007 for $25 million, a return of 10 times for investors in under 18 months. Multiple winner of Best in Business and Best Places to Work in Nashville. Entrepreneur of the Year multiple times. Uh, key in the creation of Nashville Entrepreneur Center. Co-chair committee for the operationalization of that. Mm -hmm. Um, You've just done a lot of things. Uh, You've had a lot of ups. You founded Flow Music, um, which you're still working on, I believe. Uh, Flow Flow, uh, personally, uh, venture studio, and uh, uh, all of those assets are employed um now but yeah uh we started the fastest growing new company spirits launch in the history of liquor uh we started a multi-channel network business that has about uh, that's with kenny chest that's with chesney yep um yeah it's been an interesting ride Yeah, kenny chesney right yep this is rum yep you 
you've had you've had um, a lot of highs. You've had some personal lows. Your wife, uh, beloved wife, passed away from cancer um, yeah. several years back. Uh, you are now working on being a single parent to Magnolia Grace Montgomery. Actually, I'm beautiful, I'm smart lad that she is. I'm remarried. And well, that's wife. right. No, no yeah, you're right. That's, you tell the story. Yeah, no, I. That's uh, that. Oh, that's yeah. That's I know a long that. Mark. Story, but yeah, we we're uh, we have we have uh, retied the knot. The poor woman um, so far is still putting up with me, but I'm not really sure why, Kel. <laughs> How's that? What 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 what's that like with the hours you put in? That's got to be pretty challenging, I would think. Well, actually, um, uh, when or not, uh, so I, I took I took a bunch of time off uh, when my wife passed away, and I I really never returned to full tilt. Um, uh, completely. And actually in at this particular moment, I'm taking, uh, I'm taking time off again. We had a couple of very nice liquidity events this year. And so I have, uh, stopped, uh, uh, working for the balance of the year and I'm just, uh, spending time working on projects that I love, um, for me. And, and what are, what are an example of projects that you love? Well, uh, for example, uh, um, I am, um, uh, I, I was what I'll call the one uh, the uh, the one arm paper hanger for my daughter's uh, middle school musical, doing everything from costumes to uh, running to um, Michael's uh, multiple times, uh, just whatever. Um, I'm mentoring a couple of uh, founders. Um, I helped uh, a, 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 an old friend of mine um, start a data science, uh, platform that is landed at Belmont university. And so I, um, help him with that work. Uh, we're working on, um, health equity, um, uh, using data as opposed to anecdote. Um, I still, uh, I still stay active in, in mentoring, um, young folks. And I'm also, uh, really like helping, Talented people find places to work. So um, I, I, I run an informal placement agency, um, but I'm working on a, a young man right now from South Africa who um, has a really actually an interesting business idea, but he's got to pay the rent uh, too. And so I'm, I'm trying to help him uh, place himself in the market and just kind of, I like to try to be helpful to people when I can. You certainly view work differently than a lot of people. It seems like your, your version of work is you're always taking time if you want it. And you're also always, you're also busy. It seems like all the time with, with new projects, it, it doesn't, it doesn't wear you down though. I mean, like you say, you're taking time off, but you probably have six different things going on, including launching, mm-hmm. um, that the hemp and, um, yeah, THC, new Saki, yep. the cannabis Nusaki. business in Tennessee in the Southeast, yep. um, which is a big, big potential venture. Um, do you think that has a chance to be as big as Kenny Chesney's rum company, which you are the president of, yeah. or is that not going to be th- that big in your mind or? Oh, I, that think it, I mean, I think it could be enormous. Um, uh, the, the, the challenge that, that business is that's, we could do a podcast on that one alone, Cal, that I, I think I have never been involved in something as difficult as that project because of the, combination of the regulatory and legislative environments, um, coupled with an 80 year propaganda war on the plant. Yeah. Um, so it's a, it is a game of whack-a-mole like you have never seen. Um, but 
the other side of that is uh, if you believe that uh, it's now not if or when, but when and how for the legalization of the cannabis plant in the United States, um, early movers are going to be rewarded if they can find their way through the morass that is the way the, the business and, and the market works right now. Yeah. And you were, were you making um, hemp-based fiber uh, seats for Mercedes-Benz as part of that startup? or No, that was... No, the, 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 what we, what we were, the, the premise of the deal was, uh, get in business with the plant. And, and if you look at the cannabis plant from the tip of the flower to the bottom of the root, there's probably several hundred commercial applications for it. Um, and they're broken out into what I would consider to be sort of four distinct areas. One is fiber, which is to your point, uh, if you own a Mercedes Benz, 65% of the fiber in that car is already hemp. Um, including the wiring bundles. Um, obviously, uh, hemp-derived um, CBD for wellness, which is a whole lane unto itself, consumer packaged goods, uh, and then cannabis for recreational use and cannabis for, me for medical purposes. Um, those are sort of the four lanes. And right now, we're currently running in just two of those. Um, so uh, that one is... Um, that one is uh, 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 the best way to say this is if that thing is either going to be a giant face plant or it's going to be huge, there's not going to be much middle ground there. Um, it's just very risky. Yeah, you, you, but you get involved with a fair number of those and sometimes you hit your home runs and sometimes you, you don't, right? I mean, that's, that's part right. of entrepreneurship life. Yep. You, uh, you, you go in prepared to lose everything. Um, and to your point, uh, you, you, you do sometimes. I have busted on several deals that I, I um, in retrospect, wished I had not gotten into, but you don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you and me both, brother. Oh, man, yeah, man. That check doesn't cash. Where's your check for zero? <laughs> yeah, yeah. What's it like working with stars when you're working with Kane West? What, uh, what's that experience like? Uh, I mean, there, there, there's a variety of, um, um, it, they're, they're, it's like any other, you know, a human, right. Um, some of them are incredibly, um, generous and lovely. Dolly Parton is probably one of the, the, the my favorite clients. And you can see, you don't have to have me tell you the good that woman does in the world. Um, you know, I mean, it's incredible. Bezos just wrote her a hundred million dollar check. Yeah, I saw that. Um, you know, whereas Kanye, uh, you know, Kanye's a little, uh, obviously currently in the news, right? Kanye's a little out there. He's been out there since I've known him. Um, you know, very obtuse. Um, uh, you know, I remember our, I remember our first meeting at his house in, in, um, the Hollywood Hills where we were supposed to be spending 90 minutes talking about the uh, launch of his uh, brand at the time, what would have been his brand new um, web presence. And uh, we spent most of the meeting talking about shoelace colors for his Adidas line. So, you know, you just, you never know, man, with, with the art side. Um, Keith Urban, great guy, right? Bon Jovi, smart as a fucking whip. Um, you know, uh, Alison Krauss um, took me three years of every quarter going into her manager's office and telling them they needed to get on the internet. Uh, you know, respectful persistence paid off uh, after three years of asking. So it's just, it, it just really varies. It's, it's, it's there. 
unicorns are 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 um, strange beings, um, but in in a lot of ways they're just like the rest of us. They they just have these um, strange talents, and sometimes those strange talents come with uh, strange behavior. Yeah, you know, I think Alison Krauss says she's like the artist's artist. You know, she's she's um, I think she won. Illinois fiddle player of the year three years in a row before she came to Nashville, you know, so she's a world-class fiddle player. And and then she's, you know, she's just, she's an artist and, um, you know, Ray Methvin's good buddy was engaged to her. Uh, Mm -hmm. this was, I suppose, 10 years, 15 years ago, no long time ago. But so I heard some, you know, interesting stories on, on those two because they're both both artists and yeah yeah she is a she is an interesting human being uh great artist from uh the babies for a while oh okay yeah yeah what a fantastic artist so cool um when you're young entrepreneurs are going to ask you this question i'm sure you've been asked a lot of times passion or opportunity uh which one do you recommend for for young people that are starting their career follow your passion or assess the landscape and say, Hey, there's a lot of money in this space and this space. And so I should jump in cause that's where I'm going to make my money. Well, so I think, it, I, I think the answer depends on the person, but, um, I, I feel like following, um, your passion is the way to go, um, for a whole bunch of reasons, but primarily because, um, it's going to be really fucking hard and you better really like what you're doing. Uh, you better be in love with your idea and the problem you're trying to solve. Um, you know, if you're, if you're just following money, um, I don't know that that, that motivation carries you through some of the things you have to go through as a founder, um, to get to the other side, to get to the money. So I'm a, I'm generally a believer in, in following your, your, uh, your heart. Um, I would say, um, you know, after having uh, uh, died on on several hills, um, uh, there is something to be said for ready, fire, aim, uh, or ready, ready, aim, fire versus ready, fire, aim, which is often what an entrepreneur will do. You know, they'll shoot after, uh, they'll ask questions after they've shot the bullet. Um, but often that naivete is the thing that allows the, 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 the thing you're trying to manifest to happen. If you, you know, when I think about echo, uh, you know, when we sold that company and we actually, we technically sold it to IAC, which was the parent company of Ticketmaster. And it was part of a large roll up, uh, that they were trying to put together a discovery to delivery ecosystem to supplant the record companies. That was kind of what was going on in that deal. But when I started that company, had I known what I was up against and had I known how things worked at altitude, right? Um, uh, I don't know that I would have started because I would have uh, talked myself out of it because the facts were there was no way that what we did could have been done. And yet somehow we did it. Yeah, interesting. That that cluelessness, like you say, that naivete to jump in and just do it and, and do it with passion, I think is you see, you do see that in a lot of successful entrepreneurs. What would you say the, if, if, if someone is trying to make their first million dollars, what's the easiest way today to make your first million dollars, real estate or jump into a technology startup or, um, something else in your mind? Well, 
Um, I think, again, I, I think it, it depends. I think there's, there's opportunity everywhere. I think if uh, the thing that I try to caution people about is, um, money is fleeting. Um, you know, you, you, uh, you can, I don't know that, that, um, money is the motivator, but in terms of, I mean, like, for example, uh, uh, six months ago, if you had asked um, a bunch of people, you know, you want to make your first million dollars, what do you do? You get into crypto. Um, I don't know that you want to be in that business right now. <laughs> right? Um, <laughs> I laugh. That's great. Because my kid, my kid's roommate, it was up to like 100 grand. You know, these are college students. So he was up to 100 grand. And now he's, you know, back to like eight, eight grand or, you know, something like that. <laughs> I hate that for him. But that's how I mean, that's the thing, you know, it's like, so, so my, I, I think my short answer is I go back to, you know, find something you love to do. I think the money shows up. I think the money is the byproduct of the work. Um, you know, if you're going to be a stable boy, well, then you're not going to make a million dollars and you're probably never going to have that opportunity. But if that's what, you, if that's what feeds you, um, I think that's, that's always what I tell people, um, and then the other thing I tell people, um, I'm working with a young woman, um, a founder who's who's into a new, very risky, but I think potentially very lucrative space around psychedelics and ketamine. And, you know, it, it's going to get really hard. And And I think that's the thing that people don't really recognize. They see the success and they don't recognize the the pace and the price that you pay to get there. Um, and, and often you get there and it's not, it's not what you thought it was going to be. So to me, um, the, you know, the, the money piece of it is, and it's easy for me to say, right. I'm, I'm in a position where, where I don't necessarily have to worry as much about money as the, as the normal population does. But it, that I don't know that that ever goes away. I, I really feel strongly about the idea that you know the great equalizer is you and me, Kelly, uh, and and everybody else. We all have a finite time on the dirt ball, and you better make the most of it. Unless you're a Hindu and you think you're coming back, um, you're probably only going to get one run. So you should make it count. Um, and and that's hard to think about sometimes um, when you're when you're in the middle of it. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's that's something that all of us probably need to at least occasionally stop and remind ourselves of. Yeah. Do you do you love, like, or hate your work? Yes, all of those, <laughs> all of the above. Um, yeah. Okay. You know, Me too. what I would say uh, now, you know, I I learned um, I learned this lesson um, a couple well now probably fifteen years ago. The first lesson I learned is, is that it wasn't all about me and that the way I was going to be successful was by trying to find a way to be the dumbest guy in the room. So it was about understanding what I was great at and doing that and getting out of doing everything else that I wasn't great at. And, uh, and I think identifying that, you know, this simple matrix of, you know, what do I love? What do I value? And what am I great at? And if, if I'm looking at, uh, being involved in something, I'm asking myself through that simple lens, is this something I would love to work on, um, with people I, that, that I would want to be around do the, is there a shared set of values? Are we working on something for, for the same set of reasons? 
and how how do I apply the things that I'm really good at to the problem that we're trying to solve? And if if I'm uh, additive, um, then I then I want to then I want to get involved. And if I'm not, that that's okay too. And 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 I've learned um, that the the best the most powerful word I can use these days is no. Um, I've, I've been saying no a lot lately. And, um, and that, that takes a discipline and it's a little bit, um, you know, that whole, that whole thing, uh, FOMO, fear of missing out, you know, boy, I, maybe I should put money in this cause I, I, or, or maybe I should get involved in this because, um, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to miss it. And, I'm I'm moving away from that kind of thinking more to do I really want to commit my time to this? Because at the end of the day, that's all we really have um, is is the finite amount of time we've got. And so I'm trying really hard to to um, be a lot less opportunistic and a lot more strategic about what I say yes to. Well, I'm glad you're learning to say no, but I'm even more glad that you said yes to the Kelly Winland podcast. Well, Kelly, it's been my pleasure. It's lovely to speak to you. Mark, it's always great to talk to you. You've got always fresh insight. You're a free thinker, and I admire you uh, for, for how you approach business. Thanks for your time and for everyone else out there. Have a great weekend, and you are listening to the Kelly Winland podcast. Four hundred and twenty parts per million. Another glacier gone today. But if you just accept your lot.